right, everybody, welcome back to another episode with uh, Sotak Andre. Uh, Andre, how are you doing today? So, like I was saying, my uh, looks like the Rona finally got me. <laughs> not really, but I mean, I, I don't think so. Um, but to be honest, I do not trust those tests. And I don't really see a point to get one. So, I think it's just a stuffy nose or rough, runny nose, whatever it's called. Um, but if it is the Rona, then I have to say I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I had a test a few months back and uh, thank god it was negative like the thing is i so my girlfriend basically forced me to do the test uh because some people in her family got uh, the rona and after that we only met in masks and stuff for like brief periods so i ended up getting it but it was negative so and honestly it wouldn't be like it wouldn't freak me out that much if i had the rona the only reason I didn't want to take the test is because I wouldn't want to get locked up. And like, don't get me wrong, I would have isolated, I wouldn't have gone to the gym and all of that stuff, but I couldn't have gone to the store and I would have had to arrange that and all of that stuff. So I just didn't want to go through. Yeah, I mean, just from a probability slash statistics point of view, I mean, considering that we had this since March, um, gyms have been open since June that's uh eight months at this point considering the number of people i am in contact with on a daily basis at this point it's just a game of numbers and i find it really unlikely that or i find it you know, f fairly likely that i got it at some point already because you know um it's so funny when people are freaking out about oh my goodness like you have to you know wash and you they, they start you know um, disinfecting like the the outside of a yogurt container for example <laughs> and I'm like uh, I interact with a fuck ton of people on a daily basis so yeah yeah the only thing that uh, concerns me now is I was honestly you know we talked about some mild conspiracy theories and our doubts and this and that and I don't want to get into that but at one point, I was like, you know what? If this is all about us getting the vaccine, I don't give a shit. Give me the vaccine. I will inject it into my eyeballs if that's going to make make the governments and every, everybody relax. But now that I'm reading these like, ooh, new variant, like new mutant variant in England and now in Denmark, ooh, nah, this, uh, I don't like the sound of that because I can easily see that being a new narrative. Like, well... It would have gone away and we had the vaccine, but unfortunately, this new variant is out, so we have to lock down for another two decades. So, but hopefully yeah, I, not. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's not get into that. I'm sick and tired of this whole thing. But anyway, um, we have some other stuff to talk about. And like I told you, I want to begin with a little bit of a rant. And um, I didn't tell you beforehand what it was because I actually want to hear your reaction because I'm fully prepared that you will not agree with me. So, oh, and oh, that's even spicy. That, that's yeah. even better for the benefit of this podcast. So, uh, I told you about the video on Lazar Angelov's uh, injury and how yeah. he had surgeries and all of that. So now, recently, another video came out on um, his natural or not natural status, and basically, what he says in that video is that he didn't use steroids up until basically now. So all those freaky pictures that you see on him, <laughs> that was steroid-free. And he only used clenbuterol for cutting. He did that sometimes, but he never used steroids. And, um, you know, 
he seem he seems honest and genuine in the video, which that doesn't mean jack shit. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and and he actually breaks down his stats. So his arms are around like 43, 44 centimeters, and in maybe not contest shape, but definitely like a pretty shredded photo shoot shape. He is 85 kilos and he is 180 centimeters, which is crazy impressive. Don't get me wrong, but it's not, it's not like ungodly, you know, it's not, not, not like Ronnie Coleman claiming Netty. So like that is one thing. Actually, before the video was released, I was talking to Nicola, the guy who actually did the interview with him. And I was asking him, uh, but like this guy doesn't claim Netty, right? Like that was actually when we were talking about his injury, because like, is it one of those Ronnie Coleman cases where he got too strong for his own good and he was doing heavy tr- doubles and triples with weights that he was not supposed to use, but he could use them because he was blasting Trembolone or whatever? And then he said, like, well, you will see, you will see. And um, then we got to talk with Nicola a little bit. That like, look. I can spoil it to you a little bit. Like he will sort of claim Netty, sort of not. But um, like, look, like I worked with some tanks over the years. And truth be told, I have seen some tanks as well. And when I was in Bulgaria at their conference, like I met some guys that were, I mean, I will probably send you the picture, but I'm standing next to this guy and I, I look like a skinny kid who never lifted a weight in his life next to him. Like his arms must be, I mean, if mine are like, 33 centimeters unflexed then his must be i don't know man 40 centimeters unflexed and like but if you look at his overall physique he actually looks natural he's just a fucking tank so anyway when i watched that video my mindset was look like is my first reaction when i see lazar angelov's physique that he's juicing yes still when he claims that he was netty on those pictures am i still like it wouldn't surprise me the least bit if he was lying. Yes, of course. Like, that's my mindset. But I don't consider that to be an impossibility. I think it's highly unlikely, just statistically. But freaks of nature exist. I always say this, like, you know, eight feet tall people have been around. They are are around today. Like, you know, there was a guy who was uh, two meters and 75 centimeters. If that can exist, really weird things can occur in nature. So he could have one of the best genetics that the world has ever seen. And to be fair, like a lot of the reasons he seems so freaky is because of his like action man figure like ab insertions. So that plays a huge part in that. But anyway, so that was my mindset. And then I watched, you know, more plates, more dates and um, also Greg Doucette break down his video. I was curious what they will say. And to his credit, actually, Greg Doucette's video was a lot more reasonable. I think that was along the lines of, look, it is possible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm very skeptical. And I think that's exactly the right thing to say. Like, it could be true, but look, the likelihood of that being the case is very, very small, but we cannot rule it out completely. And then uh, more plates, more dates. He was like super, super cynical and Basically, one of the main arguments he had, and he ended up repeating like five times, is so like, look, like your stats are basically the same as Frank Zane, because apparently Lazar Angelov did a video on whether Frank Zane's physique could be achieved naturally. And basically his conclusion was like, well, if someone had amazing freaky genetics, it could be achieved. Uh, We know that Frank Zane used drugs. And then more plates, more days just ended up jumping on this like 500 times, like, 
Okay, okay. So you're saying that if someone has amazing genetics, they could get that naturally. But Frank Zane had to use gear. So you're saying that he has shit genetics. And then you have the same stats as Frank Zane naturally. So you're saying you have better genetics than Frank Zane, which I just find to be such a stupid argument. Like, first of all, why couldn't he actually have better genetics than Frank Zane? Like, yeah, Frank Zane looked amazing. And he was a Mr. Olympia. Side note, he would never be Mr. Olympia with that physique today. Like he would be a very successful Instagram influencer with that physique today, but he wouldn't be winning overalls in the Mr. Olympia. No way. Uh, he he wouldn't win a natural world championship. <laughs> I mean, with that conditioning, no. Like he was not lean enough. But yeah, like Frank Zane had very very good genetics. He probably used uh, I mean, I don't know how much gear he used, but probably used a, a generous amount. And he had really good proportions, muscle insertions, the V-taper, very aesthetic. But, I mean, I see tons of people that are probably fake netties on Instagram. I mean, Jeff Side, for example, I don't think he has a worse physique than Frank Zane. Or Matt Dust Fitness, I don't think he has a worse physique than Frank Zane. So I, I, I just don't see that being a trump card. But he was just like super, super cynical and like pretty blatantly accusing him of like lying. And... So we talked about this before, like this, I have a huge issue with, like, it's fine. It Like, I would have no problem with the message of like, look, there are freaks, like it, it could be possible that he has like one of the best genetics the world has ever seen. But statistically, it is incredibly improbable. Like, I would have no problem with that statement. But to just like flat out accuse someone of lying, I always end up going back to this point of like, what if you're wrong, even if it's really unlikely that you're wrong, but like, imagine that you're, like, actually accusing someone of using illegal substances and lying to everybody, and you're actually wrong. Like, how horrible would that be? So I'm just amazed by the ease at which people are just putting these videos out, especially when you have a following of, like, I don't know, 300,000 people or 400,000, like, more plates, more dates. So I, I just got super pissed, and I almost made an Instagram post on this, but I <laughs> decided not to eventually. But I don't know. What do you think about that? All right, so... I'm still not sure what the question is, <laughs> or what what do you want my opinion on whether Lazar is natural no, or not? No, 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 not not that. No, like, do you agree that it's not cool to put out videos like this when you're addressing the topic, like more plates, more dates? Um. Well, I certainly wouldn't call him a liar because that uh, can be. You know, you could, I mean, especially in the US, you can get sued for anything. So I would probably word it just as Greg said, apparently, because I haven't seen it. But yeah, I would say, is it possible? Maybe. Is it likely? No. <laughs> and I would leave it at that. I wouldn't call him like, he must be lying. I wouldn't say that on video. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm glad you agree with me on that. Um, yeah. And, and, and people mishear me. So whenever I talk about things like this, they think that... I'm I'm this apologist of, of fake netties and yeah, but just just one sec. Like I'm only saying this because you know, just to be cover my ass. Like like if we were in a room, yeah, I would say I'm fairly certain he's fucking lying. <laughs> just for the record, but if I had to make a video for like you know three hundred thousand people, I wouldn't word it like that. But um, even if I did say for from for, you know about someone, even if. It was like the biggest, unless the guy was obviously admitting it, you would have to sort of word it like that because you have no proof. And it's, this is, so this is a, there's a guy in my gym and I will let you, 
finish your thought, but just there's this fucking guy in my gym who apparently doesn't know the meaning of words. Like at one point we were looking at because you know this Romanian guy. I mean he's in England now, but uh, Andre Deu, his his is placed. I think he was fifth in uh, men's physique for his first Olympia, which is is awesome and. Yeah, he's uh, has a Romanian origin, so he's sort of held up as a national treasure, basically, by Jim Gores. Um, and we were, a friend of mine was showing me some clips of him training with, uh, oh, what's the guy called? The guy with that fucking insane chest, and always ten. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, no. You, he has the brother who is not as jacked, and he's saying that. Oh, uh, Mike Thurston. Mike Thurston, there you go. So he was training with Mike and Dayu and shit. So and there's this fucking guy who who just constantly says the dumbest shit every single time. It manages to piss me off pretty much every single day I see him. And he's like, "Oh, our Dayu, he's been pinning since 15 years old." And I was like, "Huh, interesting. Where do you get that information from?" Well, I mean, I know it. Like, and I was like, hmm, "Oh, so you know it? But where? What's your source? I mean, did he admit that in an interview or?" No, I mean, just look at him. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, well, obviously, he's not natural. I was like, okay, but where do you get that he was spinning since 15 years old uh, information? Well, I mean, it's obvious. I'm like, what's obvious? I mean, look at him. And I'm like, yes, okay, I get that. But he's, I don't know, he's probably 25 right now. Where do you get, again, going back? You said, at one point, he said, I I know for a fact. I know 100% certain. Like You said... For you know, you know for a fact, you know 100% that he's been using steroids since 15 years old. Like, did you see that in an interview? Did you see him or hear him admit it? Like, do you have personal information about him? Or did you just pull that number out of your ass? And he was like, basically, ah, well, well, uh, so I was like, okay, so you pulled that shit out of your ass. I get it. Like, this is the dumbest shit. At one point he said that, I don't know, a store was selling expired milk. And I was like... Huh, it really, they sold expired milk. It was like, well, it only had like three days until the, the uh, you know, the best aunt or good until or whatever consumed by date was only three days away. And I'm like, dude, you don't know what fucking expired means. Expired doesn't mean it's gonna expire three days from now. Expired means it's a past tense. It means the date has already passed you by. It's like, you can't say that, you can't go to a store and like, you sold me expired meal because uh, it's going to expire in three days and I don't consider that a long enough time to, to buy it. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. That's what it is. <laughs> so, so, so okay, that kind of stuff really pisses me off. It's like, you're pulling shit out of your ass and you're, not only that, it's not, it's not like he said, well, in my opinion, he's been using it since a young age, which is whatever, your opinion. He said, oh, I know for a fact. It's like, oh, that's just fucking stupid. So, Going back to that, yeah, I would word it a bit more carefully, but mostly that's due to, um, you know, legal reasons or um, just so you don't end up, you know, with a lawsuit and because obviously you don't, you don't have you don't have evidence for it. So. so, okay, what about if you knew that you couldn't get sued if the laws were not where they are and you had like a, I don't know, a following of a few hundred thousand? Would how yeah, would, but- how would you word it then? But you still don't know. I mean, I keep telling this to people. I only, I'm, I mean, shit. I mean, I'm not even certain of what I do because I had a, re- a night out when I was 18 years old and I woke up with a broken jaw and I still don't remember anything from that night. So I'm not even confident in my own actions. Like, how am I supposed to know what someone else does? So it's stupid to say with 100% confidence. You could use terms like, you know, 
probable and likely and unlikely. So it's like, you know, it's again, it's statistics and probability. Like, is it probable that X, Y, or Z person is on drugs? Yeah. Is it for sure? Are they for sure on drugs? No, because you don't know what they are doing. Again, just unless they admit it or they are openly... Because that's the other thing that I find fucking just hilarious and stupid. It's like people who claim that so-and-so was natural on the Mr. Olympia stage. Like, really? Like, really? Like, so you're telling me that uh, on, the, on the Olympia stage, there are like 15 people with the fucking best genetics in the world and drugs or 14 of them. But there's a 15 guy who has genetics that are so good that he can get to that point without drugs. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so fucking stupid. It's like, you know, every single person, for example, like, this is just a parallel example. Let's say, you know, every single fucking person who ran 100 meters sub 10 seconds was on drugs, but there was one guy who was able to run it without drugs because just he had such such amazing genetics. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so this is this is again, like, I think it's completely okay to think that. And it's also completely okay for you and me to talk about it, or it's a circle of friends or whatever. That's completely fine. But to put it out there for everybody, like, you can discuss likelihoods, your opinion, like a rational take on the whole thing, like, that's completely okay. But I don't so much have so even if I knew that I couldn't get into like lawsuits and legal trouble or whatever, I don't have an issue with this whole thing from that perspective. I mean, that's a <laughs> that's a practical issue, but I have an issue with this from an ethical perspective. Even even if you're like to give give a stupid example, like let's say Andras, I heard about you from a very reliable source that you're a pedophile. <laughs> now, if that was true, then I would be justified in making a post about like, hey, so I used to be friends with this guy, but look, uh, don't let your children train at his gym because he might rape them. But, you know, what if I'm wrong about that? If there is like a, a, an 0.1% chance that I'm wrong, like I just accuse you of something horrible publicly. So that, that is super not cool. So I'm always, whenever I see something like this, as much, much as it's hard to do through social media and through the internet, I try to remember that we're looking at human beings here still. So, yeah, Lazar Angel over Mike Thurston. Like, yeah, of course my first thought and then, like, my dominant thought is that they're juicing and they're lying about it. But I'm willing to consider an alternate, albeit unlikely scenario, where they're freaks of nature, <laughs> they never used anything, and they realized at a young age that they were absolute freaks. And they turned their passion into a career, and they're making videos, and they're honest, and then... I go on YouTube with like a couple of hundred thousand people following me and just saying like, oh, this is this is a liar and whatever. Like I imagine if I was that freak, I would be sitting there and it would fucking hurt. Like they're saying I'm a liar. Like there are thousands of people in the comment section saying like, oh, yeah, yeah, what an asshole, whatever. And there's nothing I can do about it. And yeah, of course, like we might say like, oh, but these people make a lot of money and whatever, like, like, what, what do they care? But it's not just about money, you know, it, like, it, it still fucking sucks. So like, that's why I, I don't like this whole trend of this being a completely legitimate, politically correct thing to just fucking say the most horrible things and accuse people of blatant lying on YouTube. This is basically my only issue. Yeah, so... <clears throat> So I have a couple of uh, points, hopefully. And I, by the way, 
I have a good recommended resource for the end of the episode, uh, going off something you said earlier. But um, so just to give you an example, UFC fans will probably uh, can resonate with this. Just to give you an example of, uh, and and you know what, like we are both pretty much against this whole political correctness shit and the fact that these days you can't really say anything without offending someone. But there is such a thing as or there are certain things that are best kept in private like yeah the kind of stuff we can talk about in private or you can talk with the boys at the bar um, and the kind of stuff you can or you should say in public it's very different for example like UFC fighter Casey Kenny had a featured appearance on another fighter's podcast Sean O'Malley's and so basically what happened is probably they were drunk or high or both I don't know because I haven't seen, I only heard like uh, the controversy about it, and I don't know how, but suddenly this conversation come up about a fellow woman fighter who, um, I don't know. I guess the 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 idea was pretty much they asked, like uh, Sean asked uh, Casey whether he would you know smash her, and I think he said that she's you know a four to five in the morning drunk kind of a woman at best. <laughs> so basically he said that you know he would only fuck her if he was really drunk in the morning and you know pretty much didn't have any better options that's at least how i interpreted it i might not get the facts completely right but i get it gets the point across like yeah that's stupid and shanamali has a big following like that's the kind of stuff you shouldn't say about the woman in general even if you do think that about her and that's the kind of stuff you shouldn't say about a co-worker, because she's also a fellow USC fighter. And that's the, definitely not the kind of stuff you should say on a podcast, which is going to have hundreds of thousands of views and listens. So, you know, that's just one. It's irresponsible. It's stupid. It's disrespectful. It's, that's the kind of opinion that is best kept for yourself or, you know, to share in private with a friend. Um, yeah, definitely. And... Um... And yeah, just 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 so people, because like, uh, I think I was fairly clear. I think everybody can, everybody should be able to understand my main point here. But just to be to be clear, like I'm not walking around in the world with like completely naive eyes. Oh wait, I'll pull this shit closer. So I'm not when I see freaky physiques on Instagram or on YouTube. Like I'm not just looking around like, oh, like I bet that guy's natural. I bet he's natural. Just really good genetics. Like no, I have the same opinion as you guys. Is just uh, I'm I'm talking about making public claims like that. That's a very different thing. So ju- just to be clear on that, but I think I was clear on that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just going back to that uh, point, which I also honestly also disagree with, but the fact that people compare a natural to someone who was a known drug user, and somehow justify that as an as evidence that they cannot be natural. It's like yo, well, no. Arnold was six foot two at whatever height, so it was on drugs. So you're saying that a natural can be just as big? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, you don't think Arnold had good genetics? Of course I do, but it's not like someone can't have better genetics and or better, you know. Like, yes, I do think that um, to some extent the improvements we have made in, you know. Uh, training and diet knowledge and uh, supplementation, although supplementation to a smaller extent, but simply I think avoiding nutrition deficiencies and that sort of stuff I think can go a long way. And uh, I don't think that Arnold had like the best genetics ever. I mean, he obviously had fantastic genetics for that era, but 
let's think about it. I mean, the sport wasn't so popular. So relatively speaking, it was still a small sample size. So yeah, I actually can believe that someone who is six foot two can be just as big as Arnold naturally. Now he might not look as good as him, but it's like Arnold, if he was dieted down to today's standards, he wouldn't be 240. I mean, he would be, what, 220? Yeah, Mac. Yeah, maybe. And if Arnold was 6 foot 4, that's, what, almost 195 centimeters tall? Uh, or so I think it was, he was 188 or something. So I, think, I think he was like 186 or 187. Okay. But still, I mean, 187 and 100 kilos on stage, yeah, that's big. But it's not unreal big. I mean, if you think about it, Big Raimi is 140 kilos at 170 centimeters. <laughs> if you want some stats to blow your mind. And also, like, um, I'm, I'm looking at pictures of Frank Zane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, like, he, he looks incredible. But this arg arguments that, that, like, oh, so you're saying that you're as big as Frank Zane naturally? Like, that's just so incredibly stupid. Like, I mean... I'm not saying that, like, say, Eric Helms has as good genetics as Frank Zane. But, like, look at Eric in his, like, best photos when he's shredded. And imagine him on, like, a gram of gear. That would be quite something. Or Alberto Nunez. Like, you know, those shredded pictures of him and with his structure. Imagine him on a gram of gear. You know? Like, he, he would look, like, freaking, like, he could have been a Mr. Olympia back then easily. So, and then, then you would be saying like, oh, so like you, you're saying that you have better genetics than Alberto Nunez? Yeah, there are a lot of people with better genetics than him. So it's just, um, I, I, sent you, I sent you a photo of someone, even, even a better representation. Uh, what's this guy? Corbin Pearson, I think he's called something like that. I mean, he is natural and he's smaller, but hey, if you added some gear to his, I mean, his structure is definitely similar. I mean, his legs are better, so yeah 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 definitely yeah so but so that's the thing about zane's zane's physique zane's quote-unquote secret or the magic wasn't in his stats it was in his structure and as far as i know there are no drugs which can alter your structure if there are sign me up man i want 10 centimeters wider clavicle 10 centimeters smaller waist let's do it yeah 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 absolutely yeah so um yeah, and and the thing is, like, what we are discussing here, it's not like freaking rocket science. Like, I'm I'm sure that more plates, more dates. Derek, let's just call him Derek. He would he would agree with all of this if he was on this podcast. And and this is again what we talked about. Like, he's he's a smart guy. He has pretty intelligent takes most of the time. So I'm sure if he was on here, he would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we would get to a common ground in like freaking five seconds. But then. I guess he does like two videos a day or whatever. Sometimes he just doesn't want to put in that much thought. But it's like, oh, well, on YouTube, it's totally cool to accuse people of lying and whatever. So whatever, I'll just put out this video. Uh, won't even think about it beforehand. Just record as I go. And, you know, and, and this this is what I have the issue with. Like, it's so, it's such a fine thing to say on YouTube that, yeah, you can you can just like ramble and as you're rambling, just accuse the hell out of someone's lying. So... I don't like it. I don't like it at all. 
So I tend to notice that people who use drugs are in general a bit more skeptical of others. And you would say that's the case for naturals, but in my experience, it's more common for drug users. Uh, for what I've seen, if they are on drugs, then somehow they assume that everybody else must be as well. And I'm not saying that it's he. <laughs> I mean, it was, I was talking in private with Greg Nogaris about uh, a guy who's like, <laughs> he posted, I don't know if you've seen it. It is, I don't know, unfortunately, I don't remember his name because I don't follow Powerlifting that closely. But this guy, I think he squatted in the gym. Uh, it was. 70 pounds or 80 pounds over the current world record <laughs> so a guy the guy competes in the 83 kilo weight class and he squatted 300 and i don't know 40 kilos or something like that and i was saying to greg that you know i remember when lane broke the 93 world record with 303 in the squat yeah it's, jesus fucking christ we came a long way uh, but here's the thing it's about incentives so for example do I believe that, you know, people in the Olympics are juicing? Yeah, I mean, we have evidence for that. I also, like, do I believe that people are juicing in, like, the UFC? Fuck yeah. Or, and, and I know I heard you mention this to, um, what's the guy, Brains and Gains Dave guy. Dave uh, To Dave that, uh, yeah, like, are Ronaldo and Messi juicing? Like, yeah, of course they are. I mean, they are not taking trembolone. I wouldn't assume, but fuck me. I mean, I'm 95% confident that they are an EPO, for example, or something that improves their endurance or recover and or recovery or GH or something like that. But people have this notion that, oh, well, if they don't look like a bodybuilder, then somehow they are not on performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> it's like so laughable. And I honestly think that the use or percentage use in natural bodybuilding for example is much 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 lower compared to sports where people wouldn't really assume that to be the case so people probably would like if they asked you know uh gen pop people from the street person from the street like what do you think is the sport with the highest prevalence of drug use probably they would say well let's, pres let's presume for a second that they know of the existence of natural bodybuilding because most people don't they just think of you know the biggest guys but Let's hypothesize that they do. They would probably assume that natural bodybuilding, but it's. I think that's probably one of the has the smaller uh, percentages of you simply because there's no incentive. I mean, you win what? You win the words and you get thousand, two thousand dollars, five thousand at max. Yeah. But when you win like I don't know, fifteen, twenty million dollars or euros per year. There's quite a big difference. So so that's why I, for example, my base assumption is with someone who is makes a living from their physique. Like, of course they are on drugs. I mean, why I would be on drugs for fuck's sake. I mean, shit, I would be on drugs probably if someone just paid for, just covered the expenses and they gave me nothing in return. So it's like, you know, if it was a net neutral financial investment, I think I wouldn't hesitate for too long. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that holds me back. It's like, if I didn't have to pay for, you know, the stuff itself, supplements to keep my health in check, fucking blood, blood work every four to six months, and then all the other uh, pain in the ass stuff, you know, someone who... No, because I wouldn't want to inject myself, so I would have to find someone who injects me twice a week and all that stuff. If that was covered, it's like, yeah, well, here's... 
it's a check, it covers everything, do you want it or not? I'm like, of course I want it. <laughs> now imagine add on top of that someone who makes either as, again, movie stars, like the most stupidest question you can ask. Are movie stars on drugs? Like, what do you think? It's like, you get a role, you have four months or six months, whatever, to get in shape. You have fucking virtually unlimited funding for a big movie, of course. I mean, um, but people you don't usually ask about movie stars who sh who uh, appear in movies which five people have seen. <laughs> yeah. It's usually Marvel movies, DC movies, and that sort of stuff. Superhero movies. Yeah, it's like duh. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just thinking about it now. Like, yeah. If if so, I, if I was like. Um... One of these like fitfluencers, uh, aesthetics people on social media. And let's say, so if I had like a subpar physique and then, but I really wanted to become a fitfluencer, then I would probably use it. I mean, well, that that's actually tricky because I, I would have to be very confident that it will actually work out. And just because I will have a better physique, I'll be, I will become famous. If I had like super good genetics and was already like pretty big, then I... I don't know, probably I wouldn't because like why risk like extra complications because of it? Like whatever, like some people will unfollow you, you will lose respect here and there, whatever. Um, or you will become like a fake netty story on YouTube, which I also wouldn't want. But if I was like a Ronaldo or a Messi, like, I mean, it would be foolish not to do it. Like, are you like willingly saying no to an edge that you could get and earn like millions more and become much more successful in your sport like that would be like actually retarded yeah, yeah and now that you bring her up it's interesting uh, it looks like we're not gonna get to any serious topics today either <laughs> but it's okay uh so it really makes you wonder like what's this scenario where someone would would use because for example if if someone has really shitty genetics and i heard your discussions about our you know you're rating your genetics with dave and I would say I'm the same. I'm probably a five or six, uh, somewhere between five or six, depending on how you want to look at yeah. it, uh, out of 10 on the genetics point of view. Like if someone had, like I think I have, if I added some drugs, I think I would look decent. But hey, if someone has bad genetics in that, you know, two or three, it's like, just, dude, I've been training for three years and it's like zero difference. Yeah. Do you, or would you really take drugs or would drugs really transform? I mean, it's like, I heard this, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and someone, Chris Tuttle or what's his name, EIBB Pro, it was a good episode about drug use. And he was saying that, listen, I, I take a client, and I tell him, I can make you, if you're a chihuahua, I can make you the best chihuahua you can be, but you will never be a fucking pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, that's the best way to put it. It's like, yeah, drugs help. Of course they do, but they can only help you with the talents, quote unquote, you've been given. It's not like... Because uh, whenever I, I talk about drugs, people say, well, yeah, well, but they, of course they have to work hard. And it's like, yeah, I know. I know that even without drugs, they would be fucking amazing. I mean, look at Chris Bumstead at 18 years old. It's like, of course they would be fucking amazing. I'm not saying that. And that's the thing. Drugs won't make you, they won't transform your genetics from a two into a, an eight. So someone who has clearly suboptimal genetics probably... If they really took that big of amount that would transform them into something decent, they would probably die fairly soon. <laughs> and uh, then they on their extreme, you know, if someone has really fantastic genetics, like, do you even need drugs for that? I mean, I guess you do. Because I, I see some of these Gymshark kids who are like 18, 19 years old, and they are just so big. It, I, I'm not really sure what's going on. 
I think what's going on, I was talking to a new client yesterday at the gym about this. I think it's social media makes people want, or it's, they, we always want like instant gratification, but social media seems to put that on like steroids. So basically, if you grew up in the Instagram era, you it's very hard to wait 10 years, for example, especially if you're someone who has, let's say, a pretty face as a guy, you know, if you're handsome, if you're, if you're like 15, 16 years old and you see these guys, do you really want to wait, you know, until you're 26 to be able to quote-unquote make money? It's now probably you want to, you know, get it now. So, hey, you start training and at 18, if you already have a good foundation, you'll be like, well, I'm going to add some drugs because I get can get to that, you know, 500,000 follower count and I get the Gymshark sponsorship that all these other guys have and and... I think that's a very, very big, um, I mean, I, I guess this is a separate conversation we could get into on the impact of social media on gym culture and whether it's been net positive, net negative, because obviously it has both uh, elements. Yeah. I mean, so I had a, a podcast discussion on this with Dave McConey and Revive Stronger. And basically the theme of it was like, would we use gear? And like, in the beginning, we were talking a bit about the whole argument of like, why would you use gear if you're not going to make a living out of it and if you don't have huge potential? And like, we kind of got into this philosophical discussion whereby, you know, like we do a lot of things without drugs naturally, which are like require effort and also going out of our ways logistically, socially financially in many, many ways. And most of us, like most people who do that will never become a champion bodybuilder. Most of them will never make a really good living from their physiques. Even people in the fitness industry, like look at like you and me, I don't know if Steve Holt belongs to this category, but I would say that most of his financial success is not down to the way he looks. It definitely helps him, but I don't think that's the main factor. So he could have like, you know, 10, 20% worse physique. And as long as he can show to his audience that he can get shredded, he can control his uh, training programming and whatever, like he will be successful. You know, so then, then why would anybody use gear? And to me, like the answer is the same reason as why you would buy creatine, the same reason as why you would be in a calorie deficit for six months, even though you're already fairly lean. The same reason as why you would step on a bodybuilding stage, even though like it, it takes a lot away from your life socially and, and just your overall well-being. So like, what is really the difference in like that leap that you're making to drug use? And in many ways, there isn't a big difference. And then, then also, of course, like, and then people say like, well, but it's a hormone. And then you can push back like, well, I mean, vitamin D is a hormone. <laughs> is, is it that it's an in injection? Well, what about Dianabol? And then if you really dig down to the deepest depth of this whole thing, it comes down to why would you risk your health and dying sooner just to look a bit more muscular? Like, don't you feel that this is like a really like shallow and irresponsible way of looking at things? And I think what it comes down to at the end of the day, so if I'm thinking of myself, would I use gear? If I could look into a crystal ball and see the future, and I would see that if I start blasting gear, the only difference in outcomes would be that, you know, I still have the same health, I will still die at the same age as I would normally would, uh, I will still have a functional family, I will be fertile, and the only difference in outcomes will be 
that I will have 20 kilos more muscle, then I would be an idiot not to use gear. <laughs> I mean, it's like, why would you say no to a free pass? Now, if I looked into the same crystal ball and I would see that within two years, I will have a heart attack. And from then on, I will live my life in emergency rooms and whatever, all kinds of devices hooked on to me to keep me alive. And I will be half of the man I used to be. Then I would be an idiot to do it. So it, it kind of comes down to like a risk reward analysis and then also getting an educated opinion, which at this point I don't have. Like I don't exactly know the ramifications of like what would happen with different dosages. Like, you know, I'm not an expert on that topic. So yeah, anyway, it was a wrong ramble. Any thoughts on this? No, it's it's, it's actually it's quite a good one. And um Hey guys, just a brief interruption. I want to let you know that round two of my group coaching service has now opened up. In this coaching system, you will get a customized training and diet setup tailored for your needs, detailed guidance on training progression and diet management, and you will be able to interact with me and other members of the group, both in written format and on calls during the week. And for a limited time now, you can hop on a call with me and we can talk over your goals and see if you are a good fit for this. So if this sounds interesting to you, then check the link in the video or show description below and you can book a call with me. But if you would rather just send an email, you can also do that. Also check out the show description for that. All right, that's it. Let's continue with the show. It's it's relevant because I was, you know, I sent you that photo of a friend of mine, former client who is went on TRT recently. We were talking about it. And as far as the, your question about why people use drugs, it's so unfortunately the reality is that most people use it for the wrong reasons. I think the main reason is, like I said, instant gratification and lack of patience and lack of discipline. Because that's the reality. Now, um, if you want to take that to a global conversation, like um, why do you, like to me it's honestly the real question like aside if you're not for example a natural bar if, if you're a natural barber and want to compete in natural barbering because helm said as much as like well i like it and eric said that i would never use drugs to make myself look better to him it's such a shallow um use uh, or shallow uh goal or something like that and i get that but for most people it's not so um, most people use it because, like I said, they don't have this. I mean, we have been training, I think, most of both of us for like almost 10 years at this yeah. point. If we started using, I mean, that's that's understandable. But I think I mentioned this to you earlier, and I will say this again. When I started lifting at 16 and a half, so almost 17 years old, back then I was being nudged or, you know, trying to try to be persuaded by some guys to use gear and one of them literally said he started pointing he said look at that guy he's been taking for three months look at that guy he's been using for nine months look at how big he is or oh, this guy he's been using for a long time he's not really relevant because whatever but and, and he asked me this straight up he said well do you want to train naturally for five years to look okay i was like yeah because that's the mentality most people have. Why would I want to push myself three to five? I mean, three to five years is such a long time. I mean, so that's that's the way most people use drugs. It's a shortcut, basically. And they are fucking clueless. They don't have any idea about potential ramifications, how to use. Most people take too much, too many compounds at once. Fucking everybody starts using Trembolone as a beginner, which is retarded. And 
that sort of stuff. So yeah, that use is stupid, and that's what gives drugs a bad uh, rap. Now, on the other hand, would I? Because that's what uh, this friend of mine asked me yesterday. He said, "Would you ever blessed?" And I was like, "I don't think so." Because um, honestly, I think we discussed this in private as well. But so I'm gonna get some blood work in a couple of weeks, and we shall see after that. But Honestly, the notion of TRT is so appealing to me for reasons fucking unrelated to muscle mass. It's, I honestly, I mean, yeah, I would want to get bigger, but the idea of being more energetic throughout the day, just waking up with more energy, having more energy throughout the day, being more productive, having a higher libido, which is fine, but it's not like like this colleague, you know, a colleague of mine, He's he's 35 now, and he gives me these stories of, oh my, dude, when I was 20 to 25 years old, I was a fucking walking sex machine, basically. And I'm like, I don't remember ever feeling like that. <laughs> yeah, Going back to my college, thinking back about my college days, when I was 19 to 23, I feel better now, <laughs> literally. I yeah. mean, I was having sex and stuff, but it was like, eh, well, you know, if I had sex, it was good. If I didn't have sex, eh was good <laughs> it didn't make it wasn't like oh my fucking god i gotta have some sex otherwise i'm gonna fucking walk you know and hump the nearest hole i can find or something <laughs> like that it's like i never felt that way so so yeah just higher libido just being quote-unquote more manly in general that notion to me is much more appealing than oh my god i'm gonna have two centimeter bigger biceps because that's really whatever that doesn't gonna change my life but if i had again more energy more drive because i also heard that people who went on theory said that hey man i'm much more focused it's like because you know you have those days when you come home and you know you're supposed to make a post make an infographic edit a podcast and i talk about myself mostly here but i just come home and i'm so fucking tired it's just like i cannot make myself do it i'm like I'm just going to have to lay in bed because I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long day. But if TRT, for example, gave me that ability to come home and be like, yes, fucking, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's let's grind, let's hustle, let's this, and that, that to me is much more, to me it seems like that would have a much bigger and more profound impact on my life than, oh my God, I gained another five kilos of muscle. So yeah, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't start blasting grams of uh, substance, but going on TRT, for example, you know, 100 to 150 milligrams per week, you know, that notion actually is really appealing, and I'm gonna have to think about it, of course, but uh, it's not, definitely not something I would exclude (laughs) going forward. Yeah, I'm I'm also thinking about this, um, and I would not be surprised if in, say, two years, I, I say, went on, like, a generous TRT dose or something, and if that happens, don't worry, anybody, you will know, (laughs) but... It's it's interesting, you know, because you know the the whole idea of people using it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I also have a hard time sympathizing with the people who have been lifting for five months or something, and then they start using gear. Like, but but then, so I'm a fairly philosophical person, so I'm I'm trying to see that also from different angles. Like, why do, why do they start using gear? Because they want results faster. Now, don't we all yeah. want results faster? Like, we didn't just go to the gym uh, with like, oh, whatever, I'll just do the least amount that I can to get the least results. No, like we tried optimizing things. We bought supplements. We started using creatine, all of these things because we wanted an edge. 
they are like you could argue that they actually just have a bit more hair on their their balls and they're just like well if i'm going to have an edge i'm going to have the real edge you know and that like that's, that's basically the same psychology for why people subscribe to mass you know like some people may subscribe to it because the mass research review some people may do it because they want to support greg eric and the other eric and zerdos but a lot of people are looking for the magic bullet each month you know like a lot of these things, like all these over analyzers, and I would even consider myself here. Like I'm always looking for like little shortcuts. They just look for bigger shortcuts. So like in some ways, even that is not that different. And yes, of course, the the reason why a lot of people look down on them, and I also have that psychology to some extent, is because they clearly have no love for the act of lifting. They just they just want the, the end result. Now, how much do I look down on that? Um, maybe like I am biased because I love lifting and I did it for 10 years and um, I put a lot of effort in. So I have a natural kind of instinctual judgment towards people who don't have the same love. But at the same time, like in a lot of different areas, I don't have any love for the process. I just want the end result. Like, I think the way they look at getting more muscular is the same way as I would look at, I don't know, fixing my nose or something, making it a little bit slimmer or, I don't know, getting some Botox. Like I have this annoying wrinkle on the left side of my face or is it the right side? I think the left side. I would, I, like, I would be glad if that wasn't there. Now, I don't have a lot for the process of whatever doing this protocol to make it slowly go away over five years. No, if I could just like snap my fingers and make it disappear, I would do it. So is it that much different than someone just wants to look more muscular and they would just do it with the snap of their finger? But I don't think it's that like terrible. So it again just comes back to, well, dude, I understand that you want that, but just understand that there are risks. Like you start blasting this gram of stuff. Like does that muscular body really worth that much to you? Like think a little bit bigger, you know? So like it comes back to that again. And then just just a side note, like I sometimes think about when I walk around, like whatever, I walk somewhere and I don't have anything in my ear and my thoughts start wondering. And I sometimes think about, you know, if I could just snap my fingers and or I could like adjust my physique in real life, like I can do it with Photoshop and I could make myself look like whatever, my shoulders are going to be 10 centimeters wider, my waist is going to be 10 centimeters narrower, like w would I just do that? And, and I never have to lift again and I will look exactly the way I want, my body fat percentage will be always the way I want. Well, the body fat percentage part I would take, <laughs> but would I take the whole thing? I don't know, maybe there would be something in me that would be like, I cannot say no to that. But at the same time, I don't know, man, like I would have to reinvent my whole life. Like to me, the pursuit of lifting and the pursuit of trying to get bigger and leaner and everything, it, it takes up such a huge part of my life. Like it's such a huge passion and dictates the way I live my days and everything so much. And it has for so many years. Like, I don't know what would happen if I didn't have that. Like, I would have to find a completely new hobby for myself. So, but I can also understand if someone is not of that mindset. So I don't know. It, it's tricky to say, like, who is using it for the right reasons or wrong reasons, you know? So yeah, this this whole discussion is such such an interesting one, and I absolutely love these discussions. And that's another <laughs> thing I had to find out that unfortunately not everyone is into this. 
I mean, it's fairly obvious. It should be that not people, not all people are interested in all ideas. But yeah. uh, no, it, to me, that's uh, we're gonna get into so many tangents in this episode. But bear with us, please. It's so you know, it's so frustrating when you get you see a beautiful woman, for example, and this is gonna be the love of my life, and then you find out that on a personality basis, like you have basically don't match at all. And yeah. It's like, yeah, this is not gonna work out. Yeah, you're hot, but <laughs> this is what yeah. it is. So, so this whole morality stuff. It to me, it seems like people who, at least those who give you know two minutes of thought and they actually have some introspection going on and they find their moral compass, so to speak, and they they just start projecting it onto the world. So, for example, this this is a topic that I was thinking about with more and more just you know as an adjacent to the whole TRT discussion. The topic of test boosters, right? So I, for example, bought Fenugreek for the first time yesterday, but I won't use it because I want to get some blood work first, and then I'm going to use it for a month and see if I notice any difference. But that's just a side side note. But the, the notion of, of uh, test boosters, because I posted that and a guy responded that there's a, a company which sells one, which is really has an interesting formula, I brought it up to Esgrow, and uh, there the formula is really, really uh, complex and... I'm sh- as far as I've seen, like this is pretty much the best test booster product you could get on the market, and actually hope to get some from it. However, here's the kicker: it costs like I think forty bucks for a month of supply. And I was like, dude, here's the thing: you can get a shot of testosterone for I don't know four dollars or something like that, and that's gonna last you. I think it's that's gonna bless you like two weeks. Because it's, I think it's 250 milligrams, so one milliliter. So if you use, you know, 125 per week, that's two weeks. So you, for eight dollars, you can get a month's worth of actual testosterone, or you could get this crap in comparison for forty dollars, and you might not notice anything. And the only difference for someone is their moral compass, because then they will start using this argument: "Oh, but it's not natural," or "I want to stay natural." And it's like, again, if you compete in natural bodybuilding, I get it. Okay, but aside from that, it's so fucking relative and there's just no objective... Uh, like, your argument doesn't hold an objective ground, basically, in my view. Again, this is my own perspective, but you're taking, again, a supplement which was created in a lab with fucking extracts taken out of plants and purified and concentrated and this and that... Like, what is the difference? There is really no difference aside from your own uh, subjective line that you put in the sand that if you create, you know, if you use lab-made or man-made in lab-created testosterone, that's somehow, you know, not natural. But if you use, probably the same guys use or produced uh, these other compounds that they are somehow natural, but, I mean, if you look at it, both occur in nature. It's testosterone is natural in that sense. So it's not like you're eating the fucking plant. You know, to me, it's... the only, Again, this is such a fucking subjective argument. And it's... I get it if you want to, you know, stay... But this is just an appeal to nature argument. It's like, I don't want to do that because it's unnatural. But here I'm going to do 65 fucking things... To, to try to boost my quote-unquote natural testosterone. It's like, okay, but if you want to only, you know, rely on your own natural production, then why use supplements at all, you know? Yeah, or yeah. why try to take zinc or why try to take supplements to get better sleep so you can produce more of your testosterone? See, because to me, there is, 
it's just a fucking there is no hard and fast line of this is where it ends yeah it's um yeah i mean we could ask a lot of interesting like philosophical questions from these people that um because because i completely understand like that's like most people don't think about this deeply and i like to think about like most things deeply that like whatever abortion death penalty like a lot of these like ethically very dividing questions i think about these a lot and i also think about this um and most people don't, and I understand that. So I understand that first, like, gut reaction of, like, well, I mean, you're you're blasting, like, you're injecting, like, the whole thought of, you know, like, you're taking the needle and you're stabbing it into your ass, like, like, oh my god, like, you're disgusting. So I, I get the that kind of reaction from people, but like, what I would ask them is, look, if there was a new version of creatine, it's it's still creatine, like, not that different from the stuff that you're already taking which would allow you to put on, I don't know, 10 pounds of muscle for the next two years, but it would have a mild risk of like raising your blood pressure to a point where if you leave that unchecked and maybe you don't medicate or something, that could actually cause you some heart problems and kidney problems. Would you, would you take that version of creatine? And I think most naturals would, you know? And then, so like, and, and then what's the difference? So basically steroids or that non-existing version of creatine, they both give you an edge, a pretty big edge, and they both have health risks. Like, what's the difference between the two ethically? Maybe one you could actually take still for like a natural bodybuilding competition. That would be the only reason. But if you're not competing in natural bodybuilding, what's the difference as far as you're concerned? So like, that's, that's definitely something that people don't consider. And so another, another thing I want to say is, um, so I talked a bit with Nicola after, so I mentioned this little rant that I gave you in the beginning of the Lazar Angelov uh, video analyses. I told the same thing to him. And uh, we got to talk a bit about it a little bit. And he said, like, yeah, I mean, you're pretty much anybody's best option is, like, if they start using gear, just admit it. Like, uh, like that that's the easiest way for everybody. And I agree with that completely. But then I also said, like, I think for anybody who is, like, an entertainer or, like, a fitfluencer who just wants Instagram followers and sponsorships, I agree. That's, that's the best way to do. Uh, maybe not because, like, supplement companies might be a bit less likely to sponsor you, but you might still get a great, like, whatever, Gymshark sponsorship or whatever. But um, if you're – like, look at Mike Isretel, for example, um, and, and look at us. So whenever he discusses his MEV to MRV progression and adding sets and whatever – like what is one of our first like kind of back of back of our minds kind of arguments or like we don't say this publicly but when we talk amongst each other what is one thing we always say like well i'm not sure how much this translates to natural training you know and we might be completely wrong about that but that's like a base assumption that we have like well maybe these people's judgment is colored by the fact that they grow muscles differently and they respond to training differently than naturals and when I look at any of the roundtables that I hosted with Mike and Eric, a lot of the comments were like, "Like, well, keep in mind that a big difference between Mike and Eric is that Mike is not natural. Like, that's one of the first things that people say. So let's assume that you're someone like you or me. We we are not entertainers. We are not fitfluencers. We are coaches. Um, and the fact that people listen to what we have to say and value our opinions, that's a big part of our success in this space. So if we started using TRT or whatever for our own personal pleasure, like we would not modify our training recommendations or diet recommendations, that would always be something that would hinder us. 
Like, uh, you know, like, yeah, that able guy or that Sotak guy, like, they are smart, but, like, keep in mind they are not natural. Like, that would always be something that's there. So I can even to some extent sympathize with the fake netties who don't want to admit it because it will fucking influence their bottom line in many, many ways. So, like, there's just a lot of layers to it that people just don't consider. But if you're if you think about it in a more philosophical level... Man, a lot of things become a lot more blurry here. So, yeah. So I have a couple of thoughts. First, uh, about the whole creatine and stuff. What's the difference? There is no difference. There is again this arbitrary, made-up uh, difference that people use or have in their minds. And it's like to them, I would pose these questions. Okay, this question. Okay, uh, what's the difference between someone who was born with a naturally a thousand? nanogram per deciliter or 1200 testosterone level versus someone who's been born with 400 or 350 to 400 and now they started using 75 or 1 milligrams per kilo of testosterone per week and now they theirs have been raised to 850 or 900 what's the difference i mean why is the second unfair why is the first one fair if you want to talk about fairness because oh well it's not fair I mean, sports are not fair. People who are... Life is not fair in general. Uh, people who are taller usually have better success with women. Thanks, mom or grandpa, because my dad was a short motherfucker, so fuck him. He was a horrible human being, so whatever. But my grandpa is fairly tall, so I probably got my height from him, so thanks for that. But this... I actually, I, I don't know how, but I woke up... To, I must have... I think I dreamt it or something. But I know I woke up with this idea in my mind today that... Most of the stuff you, most of your assets or virtues are a question of luck. And that's where I sympathize with the argument of, you know, whether you believe in free will, for example, because people, oh, well, I hate the argument, but you know that you can do anything you want or anything you set your mind to. No, you can't. Um, and honestly, most of your assets or abilities are down to luck. Your height, luck. Attractiveness, luck. Intelligence, mostly luck. <laughs> you know, where you're born, luck the uh, financial or you know societal status of your family you're born into luck what kind of parents you get luck and it's like most of your that's the unfortunate reality most of your success has already been determined by the time you're born and of course there are things you can do but again oh hard work beats talent guess what determines hard work or the ability or capability or willingness to put in hard work Genetics, which is, again, down to luck. So it's not... <laughs> everything is subject to luck. So that's just the first argument or the first uh, part. It's like... So yeah, we, just, just one well, thing I wanted to interject to what you said. Um, so if someone had access to some food, which was like, or I don't know, like zero calorie pizza or zero calorie ice cream, which was like actually like tasted exactly like the real thing. And let's say it was as filling, but it was zero calories. Like, I would actually consider that to be just as big of an edge for, like, a bodybuilding competition as steroids. <laughs> of course. But imagine you live in a society which doesn't have diet drinks. Imagine you live in a society which doesn't have... Like, these are things... And, again, this goes back to the whole obesity argument and why I said in the last episode that I am not really, really... I am really sympathizing with people who struggle with, you know, losing weight. It's like, Alan Flanagan brought this up in the discussion that they had with, with uh, Danny. It's like... There are people who don't have a refrigerator <laughs> and they don't have a fridge. And that's something that people don't even start. It's like, how can you not have a fridge? 
Now, imagine trying to diet and you don't have a fridge. You know, it's like, that, that's just the first part. And then, okay, you have a fridge, but you don't have anything put in it. Imagine that you live, I, I trained some people who are, they don't have a low-fat dairy, for example. Imagine that, you, for example, I eat a fuck ton of cottage cheese or Greek yogurt. Imagine that every single tub of cottage cheese or Greek yogurt you have to eat is like 10% fat. Now, try fitting into your calories that way. And most people don't even start to consider that that's not up. That's not like you're out there in the in the in the wild churning yogurt and stuff. It's like you know that's again down to luck. And most things that age you in your success are not down to your own merits. So this whole notion that oh well, there is no luck in bodybuilding. Like shut your mouth. You're just too fucking stupid to sit down and think about it for two seconds. So that's the first part. Uh, the second part about you know the drug use and how that muddies the water. So that's what I said that I personally would only use TRT because otherwise, once you open that door for drug use and you only open the door for escalating drug use, I'm I am afraid that I myself would fall into that pit because right now there's nothing I can do about it. I can only you know. Diet, training, and sleep, that's the only thing I can modify. But once I start I- introducing drug use, I can always be like, oh, well, it's not really working. But hey, I can always inject 50 milliliters more, or 50 milligrams more, or 100 milligrams, or yeah, add another yeah. compound and stuff like that. So I really would not want to do that. So that's what I said. I would just be on TRT. And I know, for example, uh, Dante Truder said the same. It's like, it's not natural, but it's as close as it can get. So it's fixed amount per week doesn't change it's always constant whatever i'm doing uh, i cannot just rely on drug use because so many people do that they rely on the drugs pretty much every single question they have the answer up the dose up the dose up the dose up the number of compounds and that's how you get into health uh, issues and yeah but otherwise yeah it's a really big concern because it, it this is also something that crosses my mind like do they increase sets because it's better or do they increase sets because simultaneously they increase their dosages? Yeah. And uh, obviously that's not relevant for naturals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and you know, like I would be, I would be definitely concerned if I was to start using now and admit it, like, you know, for one, I would get a lot more trolls, which is, which is one thing I could deal with that. But, um, but I would be definitely concerned about the, you know, the, that perception of like, well, you know, okay, he is, he's eating in a way like from now on, if I said like, yeah, so I, I got to 12% body fat and I didn't really track calories and you can do it. It's whatever sustainable lifestyle modifications. Like what's sustainable dude? Like you're on gear. Like, do you think like others can do it? Like naturals have to track every calorie. So like everything would come down to like, I would be like, yeah, so I don't think you have to do as much volume as you as you need to do. I do like 10 to 12 sets. Like, dude, but you're on gear. Like, everything would be just a, a shadow I know. by that. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but if you... I was actually... <laughs> I was saying this, the same thing. I was talking to a couple of guys in my gym who are, are using nice. I said, listen... I was seriously consider hopping on, on, on just a small... Because I was when I was saying what I would use, people, a couple of people said, but that's nothing. And I was like... Yeah, well, exactly that's the issue because you have this idea that you have to use 600 milligrams to get some effect. But anyway, uh, here's the thing. People are going to believe what they're going to believe. So, for example, if I went on TRT and I started, you know, making gains again, I put on 10 pounds in a year or two. People 
If I said, hey, all I use was 100 milligrams test per week, you are free to believe me or not. And that's the thing. They are free to believe me or not. I mean, what's stopping them to question that we are natural right now? For all they know, we could have been lying for our, for our, to our listeners for uh, about our drug use for the past five yeah. years. Maybe, maybe we are so genetically unblessed that we would be... 143, 183, 184 centimeters tall, and we would actually be only 73 kilos uh, on natural, but uh, now we are 83 kilos because we started using testosterone and we're secretly injecting 600 milligrams per week. I mean, they don't know, so it's like you are choosing to take our words right now, so why would you, you know? Yeah. What I'm saying, why would you start doubting our truthfulness just because we admit that we are somehow on TRT, for example? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it's pretty much the moment I would choose to hop on would also be when I were to become educated enough so I could actually coach people on that too. <laughs> so then, at, at least, like, okay, well, yeah, I'm on. So actually, if you want to use, like, I can coach you to do it in a responsible manner. You know. Yeah, but you wouldn't really be able to coach them because if you only use TRT, I don't. I would not be comfortable with coaching people who then want to use Test and Masterone and Tremolone because I have no idea. Can I really don't like talking about people things I haven't done or I, at least I understand very very well. Oh, and one one point I also wanted to because <laughs> again, just going back to what I said earlier about people having their own morality and just portraying that uh, to everything they encounter. Like, I, I was telling this yesterday to someone, a client of mine, female, she... We were talking about something, and I don't know how the subject of lips came up, and I was like, it's so weird, and I admit this, it's... We are so fucking... We have this fu these fucking double standards, just like like I said about testosterone. Oh, if you have a 1,000, naturally, that's good, but if you use TRT to go to 800 for 400, oh, that's cheating or whatever. <laughs> uh, same. Like It's like, there are women who have these gorgeous lips, for example, naturally, and I find that attractive, but somehow in my mind, I do not really like the notion of Okay, I don't, it's not that I don't like the notion of women can do what they want. I personally don't find females who do that attractive. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, this is, it's a contradiction, I'll admit it, because they probably, okay, some women exaggerate and they end up with this like monkey-ass-looking mouth, which is just disgusting. But insofar as you do it, you know, with moderate amount and with good taste and that sort of stuff if you end up in the same place where someone else is just by being blessed from nature um i somehow find the latter more appealing the natural one quote-unquote uh, more appealing than someone who got there surgically and that's a contradiction i but i don't know why why we are that way but i do uh, going back to what you said earlier about whether you could if you could enhance yourself and turn yourself into this cartoon character, and uh, would would I do that? I I don't know why, but there's this verse from Dermot Kennedy which came to my mind from Without Fear. I think it's uh, he said that there is a beauty in being broken. I've been seeing it, so I think there is some something, uh, some beauty in being quote unquote imperfect. And the more I see women who you know, enhance themselves, their breasts, their mouth, their lips and whatnot, 
I don't know, I feel like you lose your identity a bit. And I get it if you're uncomfortable with the way you look or you, 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 whatever, you would want to do this for yourself. That's awesome. But I do think there is a point, like, for example, the notion of gene editing, like, is it going to end up, are we going to end up in a society where everyone is just going to look the same? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if you start designing babies and everyone is going to be, every guy is going to be six feet two and have this much muscle mass and this low body fat and this and that, it's like, it's basically just going to be Xerox copies of each other. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, actually, that, that's that's very interesting because I also thought about it. Like, what would happen if uh, we could just correct these things with, with like a computer click? So it would you wouldn't even need invasive surgeries. It's just like, yeah, every guy would be, Six foot two, perfect head of hair, like good body composition, and all women would be this and that. And I think what would actually happen is that it would start losing its value because now the reason that, uh, like, who who is a good ex- like the reason Cristiano Ronaldo is considered to be a very attractive guy or Chris Hemsworth, like the reason he's considered to be a very good looking guy or Jason Momoa, whatever, is because like. Yeah, they are unique, like uniquely blessed relative to everybody else. But if every other guy looked like him, then it would lose its value. So what would happen is that we would start finding other things to value. So it would be eye color would get a much bigger thing. If we could standardize for that as well, everybody could have the eye color they want. Then it would eventually become maybe intelligence or some like inner values. If we could standardize for that, then yeah, it would become this, you know, dystopia, like just a world of robots, basically. Yeah, and Jordan Peterson has some good ideas about this, that people... If if everything was pretty much... You need order and you need also chaos. Because... If everything was in order, everything was in perfect order, the first thing people would do is they would start smashing things just so they can create some chaos because otherwise it's just unnerving. And uh, yeah, I uh, I do feel like... Because uh, there are certain characteristics I appreciate in women, but I feel like I appreciate them exactly because not everyone has them. And again, this I'm not saying that it's logical or you know, morally or logically coherent or anything like that is, I'm I'm the first one to admit that. Like I said, we all have these biases and these moral contradictions and I'm not Sam Harris, I don't think about this all day, but I think I'm um, objective enough to realize that I, I have this, I have these notions that, and that most people do not, yeah. uh, they don't, don't even realize they're there. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, what you're describing is, is one of the programmed, automatically run processes in your brain, which is, is valuing certain things. And it's completely irrational, as you said, like, why, sure. why would you appreciate a woman with a certain looking breast or lips which is natural compared to another woman who has it artificially like you shouldn't like it looks the same yeah. but like yeah. pro- like if if i can play like i don't know amateur uh like behind the keyboard evolutionary psychologist probably it comes down to us like looking for good genes to transfer and if it's artificial then it's not real so like well okay like she might look yeah. great but my kid is less likely to get those genes so probably it's an auto- auto- yeah, automatic yeah i mean thing. why are why are men attracted to big boobs? Because it reflects your ability to breastfeed children. It's like, it's not that big of a rocket yeah. science. And, and and also like the, the thing that we talked about a few times, like, you know, f- as far as you're concerned, like what's the difference when you see an influencer 
uh, on like on Instagram, who has a phenomenal physique, which you cannot even get close to. Like from your perspective, what's the difference between that guy being a genetic freak or using gear? Like nothing, because you don't have either gear or phenomenal phenomenal genetics. So from your perspective, um, it's yeah, yeah. But then people, uh, I I I know, but I I think I know what's the answer. I think you know it as well. It's if you dismiss that as drug use, then you can somehow convince yourself that if only I took drugs, I would look like that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, 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 I exactly. And 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 probably also that uh, like the same mechanism why for which you're like less attracted to artificial lips than the same looking natural lips. It's like something intuitively, subconsciously makes us value natural talent more than artificially enhanced talent like and that, that's the explanation basically so um so yes even though logically it seems logical that like well like why are you angry at that fake netty for not disclosing that he's using gear like why are you more angry at him than the guy who is just you know posing with his amazing genetics and is not making the disclaimer every time that like just so you know just because you're taking my chest training tips you won't get my chest because i have amazing genetics you shouldn't be any more angry at one or the other but in practice people still are probably for the same reason yeah, <laughs> so. yeah we find constantly try to find reasons to make ourselves feel about feel better about ourselves so um, I guess if you do admit that, hey, this guy has just has, although, although I guess the the argument of genetics is also a way to make yourself feel better about yourself. So, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it, it's fascinating, man. It's it's such a like there there are things that people forgot to think about because it kind of became the standard. But when you actually do start thinking about it. It, it becomes this very fascinating concept. Like I like this is one reason why, like I mentioned, like the topic of, for example, death penalty. Like I don't have a hard stance on that either way. Um, I think I have a pretty like reasonable stance on it, like that of most people. But I got into arguments with with some guys who are like, no, like death penalty is wrong, period. And like I completely understand where they are coming from, and I'm leaning towards the same conclusion. But then I start pointing out like. Okay, so what is exactly your logic behind it? And then we start digging in, and this man is so vast and complex, and like the same thing with the whole gear thing and 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 everything. So, yeah, I, I like talking about this, and I, I hope that the listeners uh, found this discussion to be informative as well, or or interesting, not informative, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just from the guy's perspective, going back to dating and stuff, and this is also something. But uh, we're gonna leave it for another episode. Uh, but uh, I have something else I want. I will want to rent on, but that's next time. So from a dating point of view, like men, for example, core like women who are you know attracted to guys who are in a higher society position, or they are whores, or they are materialistic, or or they are interested in money. It's like no, it's like the same way you're interested or attracted to big boobs. Women are attracted to guys who are rich, and that has. That has nothing to do with their money per se. They are attracted to the ability to make wealth, because um, someone again, this women like I posted an old memory from a year ago, or I didn't post. I will post it soon. A memory popped up from one of Jordan's lectures. It's like uh, <laughs> he was talking about how men get upset when they are rejected by women, and they say stuff like, "Oh, am I not good enough for you?" And Jordan was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, you're not good enough for me. And perhaps you're not good enough, period. <laughs> and, you know, if every woman rejects you, yeah, it could be that uh, they are all like these, you know, hateful bitches and 
they are just out against you for some personal reason or it could very well be, be that indeed you're not good enough for them period because there are some uh, flaws which are uh, turning them off and it could be something you were born with or it could be something you created due to your own inadequacies and stupidity but nonetheless it's still a flaw you would have to work on because if you start blaming every single person like it's like you know if it's not you it's everyone else that's probably not a good attitude to have in life so again like am i frustrated that i wasn't born into a wealthier family yeah, am I frustrated that my dad was a fucking asshole when I see guys who are, you know, inherit wealth and stuff or, you know, they get a car for their 18th birthday from their, you know, it even doesn't even have to be a wealthy father. It has to be, you know, a, a decent human being. <laughs> like, would I wish, if would I wish, do I wish that I had, you know, a, a respectable father, for example, like just a decent human being? Uh, who my mother married instead of this fucking asshole? Yeah, but <laughs> there's not not much I can do about it, right? So in the same way, like, do I find it unfair, quote unquote, that uh, a beautiful woman will choose, for example, someone who is richer, but that richness comes from their parents, not due to their own hard work? Yeah, it's unfair. But is there anything else I can do about it? No. Or do I understand why they are biologically programmed to feel attracted to that type of person? Yeah, I understand. Oh, yeah, it's. Um, I think the for the same reasons, it's um, it's kind of similar to how we are looking for ways to, to dismiss um, someone's talent or something, and we want to find like we want we want to blame it on the gear and everything for the same reasons that you said. Honestly, I'm just so glad that I'm not a teenager anymore or I'm not 20 anymore. Like a lot of like with Dave, we talked about like, you know, look back at your past. Like, wouldn't you be glad if you were 20 now or 18 years old now? It's like, well, yeah, I would be glad with my brain today because now I can make those like rational conclusions. Like, yeah, in many ways, I'm not good enough for this and this. The reason I, I don't have this and that is because I'm not talented enough or I haven't worked hard enough. Uh, some of these things I cannot change. Uh, some of these I can. But when you're like a freaking teenager, like you, like at least I had a tendency to always think that I'm not good enough in even in the things that I was good enough in. And at least now I have a more like, I guess, objective eye. So, uh, and I'm also glad that I'm in a relationship and I don't have these like dating worries that a lot of people have. But uh, maybe we should wrap it up here. Um, but yeah, man, this was, this was cool. So, uh, so one, just one thing I want to, because you know I mentioned I have one thing, one resource, or it's a movie actually, which I would like to leave people, and it, I would recommend it to you as well, because, so you, earlier you mentioned how um, accusing people can be so detrimental, and I, I actually wanted to say that, oh, well, who cares, but then I thought about it <laughs> throughout the episode, and I was like, yeah, well, I say that now because nobody cares about me. Mm on a grand scale, like, <laughs> you know, nobody knows me, like, yeah, if there are three people who care about me, whatever, but if I had, like, let's say, you know, a million followers, like you said, and then I started, you know, receiving these, like, every post I make is, like, 500,000 comments of, you know, or 50,000 comments, of, of which, like, you know, 10% would be, oh, you're a fucking liar, or a fucking hypocrite, this and that, 
then it might get to me because you know <laughs> Jordan said again I love I love fucking Jordan Peterson I really don't understand people who hate him probably don't even like they haven't listened to more than 30 seconds of, of his stuff so he said that you know if you made like his, this is one of his principles like if you haven't done anything wrong don't apologize for it but problem is online it really it's that's difficult because Imagine, he said that, he said this exact example, he was like, imagine that you lived in this small village, right? And then one day you woke up and pretty much the entire village is in in front of your house and they have this pitchforks and they are, come out, you fucker, we are gonna kill you. Come out, you fucking liar, hypocrite, this and that. Then you might start wondering, Jesus fucking Christ, what have I done? And that's pretty much what happens online if, you, if you're famous and you do something wrong. It doesn't matter that... 99% of the people you agree with you. If there is 1% who disagrees with you, that 1% might mean thousands of people, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people if you're someone like super, super. Imagine if The Rock did something. Yeah. Like he has 100 and I don't know, 40 million followers or something on Instagram. Like imagine 1% of that is 1.4 million. <laughs> imagine if 1 million people started commenting on his post being like, you're a fucking asshole and this and yeah. that. You know that it can be really, really easy to to start thinking that oh my goodness, I actually did something wrong. It's I better apologize. But then the problem becomes well, then the next time you're gonna have to apologize for even less. And you know, five steps down the line, you won't be able to say anything because you will be quote unquote silenced or cancelled for anything. But uh, with that preamble out of the way, the movie I wanted to recommend is called The Hunt. It's honestly probably Matt Mikkelsen's best movie from an objective point of view. It's not my favorite. I loved his performance in Hannibal. I think that's a fucking fantastic TV series. But uh, so basically, what happens is uh, so the long story short, another train. So this movie is the perfect representation of what happens when what can happen to your life when you're accused of something horrible. And you're innocent, and you're in a small community, <laughs> and I will leave it at that. Just watch the movies. I will have to rewatch it again because I have seen it when it came out, and it's just so good. And by the way, it has an eight point three rating on IMDb, so that's quite a good rating. All right, yeah, I don't really have a resource recommendation for this week. Um, may, maybe check check out that Lazarangel of uh, like steroids video um, and uh, draw your conclusions. Um, but other than that, uh, not, nothing really new. Yeah, we can just uh, wrap up here. And yeah, Andras, as always, thank you. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, it was fun.